You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So how funny is it going to be when Harbaugh wins an Addy and then takes the Broncos job? Then we have Sharon Moore. As what? Then we have Sharon Moore, so it's fine. Who is that? It's the offensive line guy. Oh, okay. So he's the, he's the, uh, the coach in waiting? Uh, I mean, Harbaugh's gone on record. He's He, he said last week, he's like, Sharon Moore is ready to be a head coach. All right, man. <laughs> He's clearly just trying to prep everybody for, for when he leaves. You're spending too much time on MSU message boards? I That's not an MSU message board thing, man. That was reported by NFL, uh, NFL the, whatever NFL films or NFL media, whoever rap works for. What did the rap say? That that sources say that Harbaugh will consider any NFL job that he has offered. This happens every year, like every because year. he wants to go to the NFL. Happens every year. If he wins a Natty, he's gone. All right, so he so he leaves. Whatever. Just let us let us enjoy. No like a month. Why? You went to the school. <laughs> you don't deserve nice things. You went to this school. You were a cheerleader for this for this program. I I deserve nice things. You don't deserve nice things. Oh, well, in that case. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, a uh, simultaneously championship and disappointing version of the Touchline Media Group because, um, well, it's obvious. Um, I am your host, Asa, a.k.a. The Twig. I'm here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. The Stump. Um, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workhorse Management Group, whoever Blue Wire decides to put in. 
Paramount Plus, and I don't know, probably someone else. I, I, I don't have my work in front of me. Uh, we are joined by panelists and all-around happy person, uh, Angus. Times um, two. Times, times two. two. And because I currently am having a problem with uh, my USB ports, and that is much more important to me than what Angus is about to talk about for the next 15 minutes under, uninterrupted. Uh, Angus, you have the floor. Go. Oh, man, you're going to cut into my Elden Ring time? This is uh, This is unexpected. Uh, how is this unexpected? How did how is this unexpected? How did you not see this coming? Hey man, I've been at home sick for the past three days. I'm expecting nothing. You're literally only here to talk about Michigan football, who just won a back-to-back Big Ten title last night and then made the playoffs earlier today. That's literally your this? only function. And we haven't we talked about this? I don't prepare talked anything. About what? I never prepare well, anything. Yeah, that's anywho. That's that was known. Anywho, um, what is there to say? Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, we won two in a row. We uh, now know our way to Indianapolis. Ha, ha, ha. That's very funny because there used to be jokes on the internet about how we did not know how to make our way to Indianapolis. Um, number two seed, which is awesome. And uh, I think the second half team thing is real. That wasn't already apparent. Um, yeah, I mean, that's very obvious. Uh, so yeah. I guess the hope is, which is going to be funny because that is also TCU's bag, except they're more like a fourth quarter team. Yeah. So, so this game could be really stupid for a half. I'm not really, I'm not worried about them. Um, I guess Famous last be. words. Not yeah. really. I don't. I mean, I don't. I, don't I, they're a playoff team, but like they're a playoff team in really name only. I they rarely looked good this year. Yeah. Uh, they continually let get into giant holes and then have to uh you know wildly come back in the second yeah. half or the fourth quarters. Yeah. Um uh, I mean Dugan's like a little bit of a concern, I guess. Right? Duggan. Uh, Duggan, whatever. Um but like Sonny Dykes uh, it, it's it's impressive what he's done. Um, but that dude's been around for a long time, and I is it impressive? I, They're it's TCU. They've been good for fifteen years. Yeah, but they weren't like they weren't doing that well before, he, like before he showed up, right? Like his I don't know, no, I, that is very incorrect. Okay, I mean, what Incredibly what timeline? Incorrect. What timeline are you talking about? Because over the last twenty years, yes. Over the last two years, no. Gary Patterson right. stopped giving a shit because Gary Patterson and Mark D'Antonio have the exact same character and career arc. Um, in terms of, I'm, they're the same person, except one of them went to work for his biggest rival and Mark D'Antonio is just sort of hanging out. Um, I guess Texas isn't TCU's biggest rival. It would have been like going to work for Baylor. But um, I don't know. Anyways, I mean. I think I, it's still Texas. I, I guess. I don't know. Um, but in, in terms of like the, the, my, my takeaway from, um, the playoff and the playoff expanding to 12 is the following. The BCS usually got it right. This year, the BCS would have gotten it right. We don't usually need four teams. We sure as shit don't need 12. If the point of a national title is disagree, disagree. Yeah, I I disagree with that. Okay. 12 is fun. 
12 is, yeah. 12 is fun. I, no, no, no. You, so no, you cut me off before fun. I made my point. It's fun if you get rid of the, um, if you get rid of the conference championship games, which they're not. Why? Um, no, no, no. So, so here's, here's my point is that it's, it's not about like whether or not it's fun. It's the moment that college football became obsessed with, um, crowning a true actual on the field national champion. It lost what made like a lot of this pretty funny and stupid, but like, imagine this year, right? Imagine this year, you have a Michigan team that has not played a one score game since Maryland. Is that right? Illinois. No, Illinois, Illinois, Illinois has played two one score games all year, has been completely dominant, has humiliated all of its rivals. And then you have Georgia who hasn't lost since Alabama last year and is widely yeah. considered one of the most dominant teams in the, in the, in the country and maybe in, in recent history. So imagine this, imagine the following Michigan goes out to Pasadena to play Utah and Georgia welcomes Clemson or no, they would probably play in the sugar bowl against, um, against TCU. No, it wouldn't be TCU. It would be against Kansas state. And so you would, you would have to determine. Oh yeah. I thought that was an ACC bowl. The sugar bowl is SEC versus uh, big 12. Big 12. Um, so you would, you, this year you would have to determine which of after Michigan smokes the shit out of Utah and after Georgia smokes the shit out of Kansas but that, State. Wait, hang on. Who but that's why it would be fun. Team? That's why it'd be fun because Michigan wouldn't smoke Utah. It'd be, it'd be, that would be a close Even state. funnier. Even right. funnier. Right. So like what, what I'm saying is that like, I'm actually not even asking to go back to the BCS. I'm actually, I'm asking to go back to the bowl alliance where. No. Where, no. where we're going to just Oh, yeah, that's so yeah. hard. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. I mean, no, no, like, like here's here's my point is that like, look, this year we are going to get um, a Fiesta Bowl and uh, what's the other one? Orange Bowl, Orange. Peach, Peach Bowl, no Peach, uh, Peach, Peach, Peach Bowl Peach that are are borderline unwatchable on the one end, and on the other end will be eminently watchable because watching Ohio State get pummeled into the ground is always funny. Um, yes, but like the, the Michigan TCU game is not going to be fun. And look, like you can say like, Oh, all the respect of the world to Sonny Dykes and Max Duggan. They're a bad team. They are a bad team that shouldn't be here in the grand tradition of bad teams who shouldn't be here stretching back. No, to bad, bad team. Bad team. Bad as Michigan state slash that Ohio state team slash that Notre Dame team slash every single Oklahoma team. Like we've done this bad, a number no. of times. What? Oh, you mean in the playoff? I bet you meant this uh, year. I was like, how the no, hell do you think they're... No, like every year in the playoff, there is a, a one to two teams that absolutely positively Cincinnati don't Cincinnati. Cincinnati last year. Like, yeah. we do this every year. And for some reason, they decide to give the sacrificial lamb to Michigan instead of um, Georgia, which, like, fine. Okay. But, like... Well, no, they did that because, because there were, the they were never going to do OS. I, yeah, they I were never going to do OSU. I know yeah. why they did it. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is that every year we have a team in the playoff who shouldn't be there, both for, either from a talent perspective or from a, uh, from a, usually from a talent perspective. Like Nick Saban, uh, like was like the embodiment of that of that um, Falcon GIF. Like he's not a line, but he's right. Like at halftime, where he was like, "Look, we're one of the best four teams in the country," and everybody was like, "Oh, you asshole!" But you lost twice, and it's like, "Yeah, but they would give Michigan a much better fight than TCU would." Um, and that's like, as far as I'm concerned, pretty inarguable. 
Um, I think it's very argue. I think it's very arguable. You think TCU? Okay. I think Alabama had a lot of holes on it this year, and I think that TCU, with their slapdick craziness, don't play for a first half, and then all of a sudden have to come back from thirty down. I think that's much better of a game than anything Alabama would have given them. Alabama would have tried to slow the game down. That would have been Illinois part two. Why does TCU do that? They're not, like trying, they're not trying to like impose their will like Michigan does. Why does Michigan do that? Michigan does it because they can lean on a team and then they'll break in the second half. Yeah, TCU so does it to... because they're they're not a good team. Drown a ferret. I mean, like, like, look, like, like the fact of the matter is with TCU, like, and I say this as someone whose team should not have been in the playoff and sort of like fell ass backwards by continuing to just sort of happen to win games over and over and over again. Um, like the 2015 Michigan state team about performed at its level in the playoff. Um, like if the 2013 team was in a playoff, they would have won in a 2014 team. They would have been right there. 2015 team was, was D'Antonio's fourth best team maybe. Um, and like every year in the playoff, like we do this. And so, okay, great. TCU. Okay, cool. Look at the games that TCU won. TCU won a game the way that, uh, Michigan won that Northwestern game, like, 12 years ago now, like the fire drill field goal. And it's like, yeah, playoff teams don't do that against Iowa state or whoever the hell they were playing Baylor, maybe. Sorry, Josh. Um, but like, you're talking about like a team that, that, that really did not look all that impressive. Um, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and when push came to shove, they lost to a good, not great, not elite, good Kansas state team. So like, I don't know. I mean, look, am, am I going to watch the Michigan versus uh, versus uh, TCU game? Yeah. TCU. Yeah. Am I am I going to enjoy it? No, I'm going to enjoy it the same way that I enjoyed my the, the game last night, which is to say that you watch until the game stops being interesting. And credit to Michigan, they allowed that game to be interesting well into the fourth quarter. Not because they had to, but because they wanted to, you know? Like until I don't know if it was well into the fourth quarter. It was whenever Will Johnson had the interception, the second interception, the second interception, one. which I believe was at like the eight minute mark of the second quarter of the, of the fourth quarter. Like I'm not saying that there was there it was like in doubt. I'm just saying interesting. Yeah, I also like specific specifics of that game. I think Purdue threw the book at Michigan, and credit to them. Like that was they that had was the coolest game. play that I've ever seen. Yeah, that was awesome. How about that? Was that one? The fake flea flicker? Yeah, the fake flea flicker. That was the coolest play I've ever seen. And like, I, I, if it, the fact that they came up with it before Michigan State did, after Michigan State ran two flea flickers a game for a season, um, you know, makes you wonder about things. But like, I don't know. Purdue gave it their all. Yeah, that was cool. Like, they gave it their all. Um, they kicked a whole bunch of goals when they shouldn't have. But like, every game that TCU's played this year, stops being interesting in like the second quarter and then all of a sudden becomes very interesting again in the fourth quarter. Like that's, that's just how they play this game. And I will step away from the TV in the second quarter, wait for text messages saying, hold the phone, hold the shit, what the hell? And then I'll come back. But like, it's not like, it's not like if this were like, you know, again, like there are like sort of two outcomes because the thing is in a 12 team playoff, okay. In a 12 team playoff, Michigan's yeah. first round like gets a bye, right? And then they end up with the yeah. what? The six six eleven game. It's B- Bama. I yeah. saw or Stewart 
Stuart Mandel. Mandel. Today said yeah. So they end up with Bama or like the six versus 11 game, which would have been Bama versus Bama. Washington or whatever, whoever 11 is. Um, I don't even know. Like whoever 11 is. And like, okay, do we think that that's like a better outcome <laughs> for the nature of the sport? Uh, Tulane would, would, would give Nick Saban a, like a half heart attack for, for a good 45 minutes of that game. Um, they would lose, but that would be funny as hell for a while. Um, oh shit. Speaking of funny as hell, um, do we have to talk about coach prime? Like, I know that like, that, like actual games happened in USC and TCU <laughs> both like, s- s- you know, stepped on rakes and whatnot. Um, but like, uh, Deion Sanders had a press conference this morning, dear listener, we're recording Sunday afternoon this morning where he introduced his son who is currently enrolled at Jackson state. He introduced his son to the Colorado press saying, this is your QB one. He is currently <laughs> enrolled at Jackson state. He is not, He's in not enrolled anymore. Program. He has to finish the no. semester. <laughs> Does he though? He does You're, for transfer portal maybe reasons. Jackson, maybe Jackson State's on court on the corner oh, system, okay, and he's already possible. done. It's you don't possible. know that. You're right. You're right. I, I'm not familiar with their with hey. their uh, academic schedule. Hey, Stomp, how many uh, uh, I, how many Colorado games are you about to go to? You gonna get season tickets? It's not that zero. far. Probably zero because they're really bad and they're gonna be bad for a while. Uh, yeah, that's so wild though. I, I did, dude. I, I said it in group chats. I didn't think there was any way in hell. Like, I thought Dion was only going to leave for Florida State, and I was. I thought he was going to go to wrong. USF. Like, I thought USF made a ton of sense. Um, because like you can win at USF really quickly. Um, yeah, by doing. Yeah, talk to Scott Frost. Or no, that was UCF. UCF. Sorry, different school entirely. Um, no, it's the same school. It is the same school. Please don't add us. There's a, there's a Twitter. Please. There's a I'm Tampa tired. and an I'm Orlando so campus. Tired. I'm so tired. I don't want uh, UCF in my mentions. Um, but um, but I, I do actually want to, like, something was pointed out to me that I thought was super cool that I didn't know. Um, Colorado is the first school in the history of Division I, um, or in FBS history, to hire three straight Black coaches. Okay. Which is like... Yeah. Super cool. That's cool. Um, also surprising. Pretty surprising. Not that it hasn't happened yet. Not that it hasn't happened yet. That's That makes a lot no, of sense. No, that it was Colorado. That, Colorado, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it makes sense, I guess, because, like, if you look at it, like, each of them was actually, like, one of the better options on the market. Like, they are doing the best they can. It's like, okay, like, yeah. you went out and got George's defensive coordinator in Mel Tucker. That's a great hire. He leaves, and you go out and get Chip Kelly's offensive coordinator. And you're like... Great. Okay. That's a, that's a good idea. I mean, granted it was Carl Durrell, but like, whatever, like Chip Kelly's offensive coordinator. Okay, fine. And then you go to Deion Sanders, who's the hottest name on the coaching carousel. And you're like, each of those was in fact the meritorious choice, but like it worked out. So congratulations to the city of Boulder. I mean, I, I know you guys see yourselves a certain way, but this is the first time you've actually behaved <laughs> in that way. So shout out. Uh, uh, I don't know if Boulder is going to, do you think they're going to embrace Deion Sanders? They are not. They are very loudly and very obviously not going to embrace him. The only fan base that is going to reject their coach harder is going to still be Auburn. It's always Auburn. All right, um, on the on the scale of one to Rich Rod to Michigan, what kind of debacle are we looking at here? I'm going to say a... Deion to Colorado? Uh, from, from a cultural perspective. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to say, I, I, I don't think it, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to say it's, it's going to be on the level of um, a Nick Rolovich to Washington state. At first you're like, oh, this makes no sense. And then in the middle, you're going to be like, wow, he's really embraced the culture. They've really embraced him. And then he's going to do something super wacky and weird, hopefully not dangerous like Rolovich, but like super wacky and weird. And everybody's going to be like, oh, it's time. Nah, it's, it's time. So I actually think that's a, I think it's a perfect encapsulation of what's going to happen. I think that he's going to get a modicum of success, which per, that is big Colorado playing in the Pac-12 modicum of success. Which means so when like you're six and six. Yeah. I mean, if he goes six and six, that's a huge win at Colorado right now. Like Colorado, I think, I think it's probably worth mentioning Colorado is not a good job. It is a difficult, no. difficult job because yeah. your your historic ability to recruit was based on your access to Texas, um, and you no longer have that. And the West Coast kids have no desire to go play at Colorado when they could smoke weed easier in Eugene or Seattle, depending on you know or LA or LA. Right, it's legally right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think so. I think that, but like, yeah. So their main rivals are Nebraska and Colorado State. Neither of which is Oklahoma. A... It's Nebraska and Oklahoma, and they never played them. Wouldn't they just leave them on the schedule every year if they were like an actual rival? They play. They play Nebraska basically every year. Also, Jared McKinnon yeah. just ran to his center's ass. That was hilarious. Did he fumble? Yeah, I, I believe that's uh, called. No. It would have been, I mean, it would have been, I would have laughed verbally if it didn't hurt to laugh right now. Uh, audibly? That actually, audibly, yeah. Um, I'm not making sense. Uh, if he fumbled. He did not fumble. Uh, so I, I think, like, the, the, the thing is with... Thanks for taking us around. Yeah, that was sure. fun. I'm really glad we did that. <laughs> um, I, I think, like, the thing is with Colorado, and, and I, again, I'm, I'm talking about Colorado because we'll talk about, like, the actual games that happened in a minute. Or after the break, yeah. probably. Maybe. I don't know. Um, But I think that like Colorado is a fascinating example of the middle class of college football. And it goes back to what I was just saying about like bowls and where your ceilings are and blah, 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 and why the BCS worked and whatever. Is that like for so many teams and programs, I include mine in this, by the way, your ceiling is not winning a national title. And like Mel Tucker talks yeah. a big game and it's like, oh, we're going to compete for national titles here. And it's like, no, you're not. Like the only time in Michigan State's history that they were able to compete for national titles is when Texas literally kicked black kids out of the state. And Michigan State was able to win national titles on that. And that's awesome. You know, using the market inefficiency of racism to win titles is really <laughs> cool. I'm really into it. If we could do that in some other fashion, awesome. Maybe it's women. I don't know. Maybe getting more women into coaching is like the, the market inefficiency that, that Michigan State can exploit, wait, except wait. that Michigan already did it. That's how that's how every team that isn't like a like a act like a national brand or whatever. Yes. That, that's how they yes. that's how they yeah. Yes. That's the point that I was making. You got there. Patience. <laughs> he did say all of the teams of my t- like middle class and like my team stature. So yeah, that's exactly I, where we're going. Specifically, I should crawl back into my hole and stop talking. <laughs> um, but like, like the thing is, is that like outside of the market inefficiency teams, um, which includes Michigan State, and I'm going to include basically everybody other than you know the six that you think of first. Um, 
you know, because even Miami had a market inefficiency. Um, like their market inefficiency was that they were willing to recruit. A cal- yeah. Uh, like a type of kid who other coaches weren't and yeah. it worked out for them. Um, you know, but like outside of that, like you, you look at your schools, you know, your Alabama, USC, Michigan, Ohio state, <laughs> Notre Dame, I guess. Um, although Notre Dame's market inefficiency went away because their market inefficiency was, um, Catholicism. Like that was their market inefficiency for a really long time. And then, um, it sort of became less of an issue for a lot of schools to recruit Catholics. Um, I say a lot, I, I say a lot because, you know, BYU is still out there and Hugh Freeze is still out there. I feel like Hugh Freeze would not recruit Catholics. Dabo. Dabo. Dabo would. I think Dabo would. I think Dabo's morals are pretty flexible when it comes to winning. And also his starting quarterback up to yesterday was a Mormon. So like there's, 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 there's some wiggle room there. Um, But you know, the, the, the point is, is that like outside of those like top teams, like, the playoff makes it harder, right? Because now it's like, you don't have to just beat your rivals. Like you have to go out and win a neutral site game against fucking Bama. Usually it's always Bama. Uh, and like that, that makes it like less fun, I guess. I don't know. I, I, as I've become more of a, a soccer fan and, and I understand I'm allowed to do this because this is a football, football mashup podcast. I've really it's like, your podcast. and it's my podcast. Um, but like, I, as I've become more of a soccer fan, like I've really become like less interested in like outcomes because like, and, and I think that this works for hockey fans too. Um, because it's like so much of like an individual game is like, yes, you can play better than your opponent, but if Thomas Holstrom kicks the goalie in the nuts five times, somehow you got three goals in one, even if the other team is better. And that's like a thing that happens in soccer a whole bunch more than hockey. But Wait, I'm, this, I'm is, to... this is the argument that we have every single year in our fantasy baseball league. Yes. Because we give more money to the winner of the regular season than to the playoffs. And then someone yes. always complains about that. And we're like, well, it was a six-month season. The winner of the regular season is better than the playoff winner because the playoff winner probably just got lucky. It's, there's, an element, it's, there's an element of randomness that, like, and so, like, increasingly, like, what I've found is that unlike unlike basketball, which, like, you can have randomness, you know, whatever, like, football, you're not going to random your way to three straight wins. It doesn't happen. And so, like, by making this, like, a three-game a three game tournament, right, because it's going to go to 16 eventually, probably, um, but even if it doesn't, it's 12. Like, it's still, like, you got to win four games in a way, or three games or four games in a way that like, it's just not going to happen. And it's going to ultimately make it less fun because fewer teams are going to be able to bullshit backdoor their way into claiming a national championship in 1990, like Colorado did. That's, that's, that, that is my full circle here is that 1990 Colorado or Georgia tech probably can't happen again. And that like, that sucks. Um, I also don't like that. You can, you can end up playing teams twice. I don't like the idea that we could play Ohio State again. No, like, it sucks. You already beat them at their house. Like to lose and, and look, yeah. that happened with Alabama and Georgia. That Georgia, is the purpose yeah. of the game. That is the purpose of the game. Yeah. Like Georgia. And think and Alabama, about how much it'll devalue think about how much it'll devalue the win at the shoe if we go to the national title and then get smoked by Ohio State. Which nobody's gonna way, remember that we 
nobody's going to remember that we beat them at the show. Right. And by the way, that's not unlikely, not because Michigan's a worse team than Ohio state, but it's just really hard to beat teams twice. Yeah. Like look at TCU and Kansas state. TCU Utah, and Kansas state. Well, no, Utah did win twice. <laughs> yeah, Utah won twice. Yeah. Utah loves beating teams twice uh, to win Pac-12 titles. They've done it twice. No. Back-to-back years, yeah. <laughs> I um, want Utah and the Big Ten so much. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of cultural sense. Like, much more cultural sense than a number of Big Ten teams. Like, I think that Utah – Well, not even UCLA and USC. Like, Maryland and yeah. Rutgers – and well, Rutgers Nebraska. More so, yeah. Yeah. No, no, Nebraska no. makes sense. Maryland Nebraska does, makes no, sense. No, Nebraska does. Maryland no, doesn't make sense kick, because kick Maryland Nebraska. is yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, Maryland is is a a a spiritually is very much a ACC team and conceptually yeah. is much more of a big like old big east team. Like if you told Maryland right now, if you told Maryland's boosters right now, hey, we're cutting football. We're just going to cut football and we're going to put all of our resources into basketball. I think 90% yeah. of them would be like, cool. Can we play Georgetown twice? Can we play GW yeah. twice? Like those are the teams I want. Can we play Duke twice? Like I think all of those boosters would be like, yeah, sweet. Cool. Whereas Utah, if you told Utah that we're, we're getting rid of football, they would be like, but no. And if you told them, but you have a much more history as a basketball school, they would be like, Rick Majerus was fat. I want more football. Which is much more of a Big Ten thing outside of, I would say, two schools that if you told them Indiana. that Indiana is one of them. And um, as much as they, they, they talk shit recently, um, Illinois does care a lot more about basketball than they do football. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I was trying to figure out who you were going to say. Yeah. Purdue, uh, yeah, definitely. Purdue says that they care more about basketball, but they don't. They care about nothing. I don't think so. Yeah. And Michigan, uh, Michigan State really, really, really wants to care more about basketball. We really try to care more about basketball. We just can't. Do we? Yeah, do we nobody's Nebraska? ever going to let you do that. Do we get Nebraska out of the Big Ten if the if Matt Rule fails? Uh, no, because no, because we're still sticking up with Rutgers. Yeah, as long as Rutgers is still here. But what I'm hoping for is that when the Super Conference comes we can do promotion relegation and I just never have to play against Nebraska or Rutgers again, um, except in basketball because Rutgers is um, accidentally sort of good at basketball, which makes a lot of sense, both like from a recruiting perspective and also like yeah. East coast, like where they are and how, whatever. It's but, not just East coast, like uh, what do you call it? New York city adjacent. Like how do you not, how can you not go find guys coming out of New York? So a lot of that is, a lot of that comes down to the, um, how do I put this very simply? The racism? His, no, it's not racism. It's the historic pipeline of uh, Brooklyn to Georgetown um, that does not allow Rutgers to be successful. And also, oh, also Connecticut. Also, um, if you're living in New York City, it's kind of hard to, to sell Rutgers. Yeah, like, well, like New Brooklyn. I, I don't want to live there. That's awful. <laughs> Um, as someone who's lived in both New Jersey and New York, uh, New Jersey is better than New York. Uh, you are in the minority of that. For an 18 yeah. year old? I don't think he 18? is. No, New Jersey is an 18 year New York sucks. For, and also, the choice isn't to like live in New York City or live in Rutgers. It's like live at. Pick another Big East school or stores. live in. It's live in Stores, Connecticut, yeah. or live a train ride away from home. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, right. Um, and so, which is what, more of what I was getting at. 
Yeah, and Stores Connecticut uh, sucks. But do you know what doesn't suck? Paramount Plus. Hey, everybody. Uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> do it again. No, just keep going. Just keep going. UEFA Champions League Soccer is streaming on Paramount Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no, against Liverpool, no, Man City, yeah, probably. Chelsea, no. PSG, come on. Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us. And more, Bayern, in soccer's biggest <laughs> club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage Boys. time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, we'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on, on Paramount+, Plus, but they're not going to advertise for that. Golazzo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, uh, other games happened, I guess. Um, I don't know. Clemson found a quarterback, which sucks for the rest of us because it was sort of funny when we were like, ha they can't score points. And then they went out and scored points. Um, granted on, yeah. on UNC's defense, which. It doesn't count. Which might not or count. Like, it's like, it's like, it's holiday calories. It only counts as half. Yeah. I mean, but like they scored what? 40, 39. 40, I think. Um, and like, I think they almost beat the over under on their own. Like that's a lot. So did Michigan. Yeah, that's a lot of points. And I think like beyond, beyond that, um, I'm, I'm not all that interested in what Clemson's done because Dabo is actually built properly. I, I actually give Dabo a lot of credit, like his personal, whatever aside. Um, oh, like, you're right. 39. Um, I, I think that like Dabo went about building a program that is super sustainable and it's like, yeah, he just went out there and made a seven and five team into a ten and three team, like in terms of like floor, right? Yeah, I, honestly, Dabo, Dabo, that's one of the best, if not the best, program turnarounds like in college football history. I guess you can also put up Saban on there because they were kind of in the lull, but I don't know if that even counts because they were all they were like always. It's still Alabama. Clemson had like yeah, a so right, okay, but like yeah, and and personal stuff aside because. Let's not let's not kill ourselves here. Dabo is not like a good person or anything like that. But like he does it. He, yeah, right. You freeze. Yeah, he's uh, a great like like you look at like and I actually you know what? This this brings me back to a point. Mozzie Smith played all four quarters, started. Jim Harbaugh is is and, and actually, you know what? This is this is what I want to say about that. And this is the last thing I'm gonna say about this whole stupid thing. I forgot that happened this week. Yeah, that happened this week. 
Um, this is my, my view on this. Jim Harbaugh, for all of his bullshit when he was at Stanford about Michigan's at academics and admissions, Jim Harbaugh himself has done more to turn Michigan into a run-of-the-mill SEC program than any other person in the history of the University of Michigan outside of maybe Dave Brandon. Maybe. <laughs> um, uh, it's, Dave Brandon is his own special, terrible. It's different. Yes, I agree. But Jim Harbaugh, what Jim Harbaugh has done is is like, look, I never want to hear about like the Michigan difference in terms of like, oh, we treat things differently. Oh, we're at a disadvantage because we do things the right way. No, you don't. No, you don't. You're winning now, which is good. Like at least you're not you're doing things the wrong way and being successful because some <laughs> of us do things the wrong way and suck. Um, but like Michigan doesn't get to talk shit about that anymore. You're no different. Shit, Terrell Pryor got suspended. Terrell Pryor got suspended. He did, correct. Ohio State has more morals than you do. They have fewer Big Ten championships. Uh, they have fewer Big Ten championships uh, in the last two years. Wait, hang on. The current Ohio State? I, I'm uh, Ohio State we went through talking about. How far back do you want to go? Because that doesn't go well for Michigan either. I... Well, you just named Troll Pryor, so, like, it's not the current Ohio State. Fine. I don't know any current felons. Terrell Pryor wasn't even a felon. Uh, current accused felons at Ohio State. Do you? I mean, how many no. years did, did Urban Meyer house a sexual harassment guy? Who? How many years, how many years was Zach Smith on the Domestic. Domestic. Oh, violence. yeah, that, that wasn't sexual. Yeah. That was domestic violence and stalking, which is also okay. bad. Also Make no bad. mistake. Make no mistake. <laughs> yeah, like, not, not minimizing that. We just saved so many tweets. Good, good. Uh so okay. So I I you know what? I agree. I agree. Urban Meyer and Jim Harbaugh care about felonies in about the same fashion. You good with that? You happy with that? No, 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 I'm not. And like, and, and, and maybe it's just because like, look, I've, I've been around this my entire life about like how great Michigan is. And the only reason they don't win titles is because they're moral. And like, maybe that was true. Maybe that was true. It is no longer. It was true. never true. It was of never course true. it was never true. Of course it was never true. We just had to hear about it. And oh, by the way, by the way, I'm going to specifically, um, I'm not going to name names here, but if a certain fan blog, um, ever says the name Chris Rucker again, they can, they can go fuck themselves because there is no high ground. There is no high ground. You are in hell. Now, granted, you're winning again, again. If you're in hell and you're winning, maybe you say that that's worthwhile. Uh, For me, it would be. I'm cool with it. I don't care. I want my team to be winners. But like, you, (laughs) you don't get to, you don't get to say it anymore. And you certainly don't get to be Jim Harbaugh. You certainly don't get to be Jim Harbaugh in a press conference saying these kids could be charged and suspended and should not be playing while you have a pending felony charge on your defensive line. Because remember, kids, Jim Harbaugh had that whole press conference while Mozzie Smith was playing and had pending charges. Not pending charges, but like they knew that it was coming. He wasn't charged till November. Pending, pending, pending review. Charges pending review. You're right. You're right. Words have meaning. Um, charges pending review. Um, had been arrested despite the, what, 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 what was it? Uh, the, uh, the prosecutor said, oh, he was never arrested. And then the AAPD were like, 
No, he was absolutely arrested. What are you talking about? And then the Ann Arbor uh, prosecutor said, oh, but, but he was only detained and then released at the scene. And then the Ann Arbor Police Department was like, no, he was booked at the police station. I didn't see any of that. And yeah. He was booked on, on October 7th? He was booked at the police station on October 7th. Well, <laughs> there goes every single person who screamed, who got yelled at for screaming conspiracy. Yep. Uh, I'll name because, names. Seth, you because, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you, because you have two days. You have two days to bring charges after something has been booked officially, like on site. That's what, why Imani Bates got arraigned like a week later. Oh, by the way, yeah. same crime, same crime. And Imani Bates uh, got kicked out of Memphis. Memphis! <laughs> you, you are less scrupulous than Memphis. A gun, a gun charge is a prerequisite at Memphis. Memphis! Like, what are we doing here? And, and look, like, again, congratulations to Michigan fans. You didn't have any pending felonies while you played in this game or cheered for this game. Um, but like, I, I don't want to hear it ever again. Like, I, I don't want to hear it ever again. Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh is, is, is no different than any SEC coach ever. Except for Clark Lee, because Clark Lee is up. Derek Mason. Derek Mason. Great guy. Basically, Vanderbilt isn't really in the SEC. Correct. <laughs> um, and look, like, because, and, and, and the way that, like, to think about it is, that, like, if tomorrow Billy Napier, if, like, something came out about Billy Napier playing a kid who had a pending, you know, pending felony charges, or if Shane Beamer covered something up through the, you know, the Columbia, Columbia, South Carolina? Yeah. Columbia, Columbia Mafia? So- yeah. Through the Columbia Mafia. Like, we would all be like, ha, 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 SEC. Jim Harbaugh is ha, 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 SEC. I'd say Shane Beamer learned it from his daddy. Shane Beamer learned a lot from his daddy, like winning ball games. Yeah. Annoying Clemson. Uh yeah. Like I love it. I, I I gotta tell you, I love it. I am I am all in on um on the Shane Beamer, Shane Beamer like hanging out in South Carolina and just like being irritating as shit for the next 20 yeah. years. And if I'm him, I'm I I look at this like Matt Campbell. Because if you go eight and four or seven and five every year at South Carolina, you're the best coach in South Carolina history. I don't know about that. I, I think you're right in terms of like the best coach in South Carolina history. But I think that South Carolina is one of those programs where if they get a taste of success, they all oh. of a sudden think that they're better. Like, it's like, oh, we went eight and four. We should be going 10 and two. And then it goes, oh, we went 10 and two. We should be going 11 and one. I think and- South Carolina wants so badly to be like an SEC fan base that they will jump on it the second it is offered to them. It's it's possible, but... I think like be, be, the reason why I think it's possible to do that in the SEC is because Kentucky is super okay with that seven and five, eight and four. Yeah. Um, but Kentucky, I think like you want basketball. Yeah, they have basketball, and and like they can get their crazy out elsewhere. Um, yeah. South Carolina has women's basketball. Um, they're they're very good. Uh, I mean, I know there's fans of it, but I don't think it's quite the same thing. No. Um, also, is Vanderbilt crazy about baseball? Like, are there yeah. fans like? Not I so think about so, it. yeah. I believe so. It's not, well, I mean, it's it's a specific, it's not like a football following, but yes, there are people that are very into Vanderbilt baseball. Because like, you, you like wonder- they like, sell out that stadium consistently. Yeah. Like, because like, I, I've always wondered like how like certain, like, because every fan base has to get its crazy out somehow. Um, yeah. And like, like, 
Big Ten schools, it's some usually... Of them have mul- yeah, some of them have multiple outlets. I'm talking to I'm looking at you, FSU. Yeah, yep. F- FSU baseball is also insane. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, and, and that's fine. Like, like some, some places have multiple, but you got to get your crazy out. And like, I wonder, I'm like, now I'm thinking about it, like, where you get your crazy out. Um, like, does Minnesota get their crazy out in hockey? Yeah. Like, do they, like, 1000%. I, I, I think that they yes. get their crazy out in hockey. I'm wondering Michigan if it was too. Well, Michigan. Michigan yeah, I was gonna say Michigan's weird. Michigan's weirdest sports are gonna be hockey and and basketball or not uh, football, hockey yeah. and football. Yeah, yeah hockey. Well, Michigan, hockey is the most coordinated coordinated fan base of the three. Um. Yeah, and I I think like least least amount of ca- or fewest amount of casuals. Yeah, like there's casual yeah. Michigan football and Michigan basketball fans. There's not casual Michigan hockey. Fans. No, you're either diehard you or like, you're not. If, yeah, if you like college hockey, you're at every you're at every game like painted twice a weekend or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I actually uh, last night when like like I was uh, like they were like replaying a game like a Michigan State hockey game, and I I turned on Michigan State hockey because like the twitters had told me that they're having a good year, and then I watched them get uh, railed six to three by Minnesota, and then I was like, well, not gonna care about hockey for a while again. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you, the network. I appreciate it. Um, for, for, for this was my career. yearly foray into hockey. It did not go well. I will not be returning for another 364 days. I, oh, I, uh, can, we someone told in, me, uh, can we, can we get you in the Red Wings this year? That's what I was going to say. Someone told me that the Red Wings are, are not embarrassing anymore. Yeah. yeah. They're good. Oh, neat. Like, well, like actual good. Like, am I, am I going to watch no. uh, playoff hockey this year? Um, they're 11, seven and five. They're I don't know what that means. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? So. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're gonna. They'd be like one of the bottom. They'd be like one of the last seeds in, but they have a shot at it. Okay, you so know? my my rule on hockey wild wild card basically. It's like wild card bubble. Okay, so my rule on hockey, as you know, is um, if they win a series, I will pay attention. So no, you have a couple okay. more years. Great, great. Well, That's no, fine. no. So I mean, hockey playoffs, they could win a series. Great, then I will pay attention. We don't have the we don't have the better goalie. Like our goalie, it's only halfway through the year. Could turn around. Yeah. All right. Fine. This isn't. We're getting off topic. It's a hockey podcast. This is, this is a hockey podcast. <laughs> um. And 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 like I. So, anyways, uh, in terms of um. Yeah. Recover from I that. Even, I don't even know where we were. All right. Uh, USC lost to Utah in a game that uh, Caleb Williams. Oh, hilarious. Uh, I, I have to say, yeah, very funny. Caleb Williams, though, um, was had the Heisman, and then tore his hamstring, and then lost the game, the playoffs, and the Heisman all at once. Oh, he tore his hamstring? Yeah, he tore his hamstring on that run. That, like, that, that run that we were talking about, like, oh, that's a Heisman run. Oh, yeah, and why he didn't, and why did he pull up? Yeah, wow. Shit, yeah, he tore his hamstring. Um, and so, uh, so I, that, that sucks for him. What's the um, recovery like for that? We'll see him in September. It's, it's. Yeah. It's he, he. They'll hold him out for spring. He'll be fine by September. Um, that sucks. He's, wait, he's coming back. He's only got one more year. Isn't he a sophomore? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's right. So, no, no, you're right. I just uh, it just seems like he's you know a much bigger deal. Well, so it's, he's it's, got another year. Re- wow. Remember that he took Spencer Rattler's job as a freshman, and that was only yeah. last year. That was as a true freshman. Yeah, that was somehow only last year. Um, so after the year that he had and tearing his hamstring, I'm not saying he would do this, but who, should he sit out? 
Um, I think it, it, it wildly depends on what Matter Day has produced uh, at the quarterback position in the last two to three years. Um, if they produce the good quarterback, that means that USC would be fine with that. And if they have not, then they uh, then they wouldn't. And I really, really don't know. Um, because like Lincoln Riley can can take any talented quarterback and make him very good. We yeah. we have we have years of evidence of him being able to turn what like one of the four cat quarterbacks he has on on scholarship. And oh, by the way, it takes him a second to figure out which one. Yeah, it takes him a second, but he can go out and get a transfer. I mean, are you saying that he couldn't turn Alex Padilla backup Iowa quarterback into like Jake Rudock levels? Of course he could. No, but that's Jake. Mm, yeah, uh, Jake well, I guess Rudock <laughs> was playing really well. Uh, did you watch any of that game? Because it was really the, it was really funny. I watched uh zero minutes of that game. Oh, should we Okay, talk so about... neither team can play defense. Hold on, neither team can play defense. I just want to say this because Caleb Williams threw to open rece- like wide open, like with 10 yards of separation receivers at least four times that I can remember, and he still lost that game by a lot because USC's defense had 22 missed tackles in one game. 22. 22? Yes. Yeah. 22 missed tackles. It uh, was awful. It was the most sorry defense I've ever seen. I mean, yeah. they weren't that sorry. If they were that sorry, they would have fucking made a tackle. <laughs> but, sorry. like, it's not that, the same thing as that's, watching. That's, I, I, I used that line with one of my players the other day. He said... He like he like threw up like a floater from from three point line and it airballed and he looked at me and he was like sorry coach I was like if you were sorry you wouldn't have done that <laughs> correct um, um but yeah oh my team hold on like watching this is important my uh my team the team that I'm coaching uh three and two three game winning streak um that's right we are we are three and two and now my players are talking shit to the JV so we're gonna go full mighty ducks three and have some sort of stupid scrimmage in which my team gets fucking wrecked. Because, oh, by the way, all of the freshmen who could have been on freshmen who could have made JV did make JV, which means that there is a natural talent hierarchy here, and I don't have fucking Adam Banks to take from them. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'd like to see one of your practices. Yeah, but okay, so it wasn't, it wasn't sorry in the way that, like, watching Michigan State secondary where they're, like, just lost and can't figure out where they're supposed to go, like, that kind of sorry. It was sorry in the fact that, like, USC continually had Utah, like, down, pinned, whatever you want to call it, and then all of a sudden the Utah guy would just be free. <laughs> um, that's pretty funny. I'm, 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 I'm into that. Um. So what what else happened? Kansas State bludgeoned TCU, and it didn't matter. Um, Just slowly uh, choked him out. Uh, Michigan State, Michigan State's. Uh, we knew he was gone, but Jacob Slade like officially went to the NFL draft, which is like sort of a problem. Cade um, McNamara went to Iowa. Cade McNamara went to Iowa, which is like a perfect match. Like, also, yeah. I I appreciate the player to be named later aspect of it all. Um, you know, like. You 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 Jake finished Rudock. the Rudock trade. Oh um, huh. yeah, like that's that's I appreciate that. Um let's see, what else? What 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 else do we need to Weird. Well, about? I mean, so oh, Hugh Freeze with actually, Oliver. I don't know if we've ever talked to that. We don't need to. I don't want to. Um and uh the the actual what about Herman to FAU. Uh 
Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Food them. That's good. I like that. That was good. Uh, that's nice. that's going to be the episode name. Um, so just text me that because right. um, I can't, I can't, dear listener, um, what a thought the, the reason... The reason I, I didn't talk for the first five-ish minutes of this episode was because um, one of my USB ports on my computer broke. So I don't have the ability to type messages to my uh, co-host here. So normally when I hear something funny and I'm like, oh, that's the episode title, I'll just text that somewhere like I'll do that in the chat. Uh, did not did not have the ability to do that right now. Um, the big news out of Michigan State is that uh, uh, officially within the program, um, Peyton Thorne is not considered a returning starter for next year's spring practice Whoa. so that's the news there um so he does he transfer so the 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 discussions going on right now is how aggressively do they want to give the job to Kattenhauser um because apparently through like midway through the year they were talking about like okay do we just give him the last four games and when they started winning they were like no we have to try for a bowl game here but um, apparently his arm wow. is like, 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 it's like a, 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 a version of the Cade McNamara, JJ McCarthy debate, like obviously with much lower stakes, but, um, where it's like, you have a kid who's like very clearly the higher ceiling player. It's just, yeah. can he, can he rein his shit in? And, um, apparently they feel confident that maybe he can. Also, there's a significant, they, they, they refuse to stop fanning flames of the Dante Moore thing. Um, which, so what are the chances that he actually ends up at Michigan State? And Dante not? Moore? Yeah. So the way that they put it, um, the people the people who talk about these things is before he commits to taking a visit to Michigan State, before he steps on Michigan State's campus, it's zero. If he steps on Michigan State's campus, people are putting it like 5149 Michigan State. Also, I have not That's seen nuts. anything about Michigan going back after him. They burned the I'm, bridge. That was so stupid. They burned the bridge because of CJ Carr. And basically what I've heard is that somebody said something along the lines of, if we don't get you, we have someone waiting in 2024. So it doesn't matter to us. Like in so many words. And he did not like that. Um, or And, and it's likely wasn't said to him. It was likely somebody yeah. in the know said it to somebody in the know and it got back to him or it got back yeah. to his people. So if you accurate. say that directly to his face, you're an idiot. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like, like that's, that, that was the basic, basically what happened is that Michigan state stopped recruiting him because they were like, Oh, you don't want to come here. That's fine. We're not going to waste our time. But with Michigan, there was like this discussion going on. And then it was like, well, screw this kid. He's trying to get more out of us. We'll just, we have CJ Carr. He's a better prospect anyways, which he might be. I don't, I don't know that. I don't have an ability to, to, to make that call, but CJ Carr is going to Notre Dame. And, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like Harbaugh and his staff should reopen that conversation and go. It's out. already. It's it's it's. I'm sure that they sent out feelers. I'm positive that they did their due diligence and sent a message to the family. But Dante Moore always liked Michigan State. He was a Michigan State fan growing up, um, and he has a much better relationship with Thomas Wilcher, which used to be a big feather in the cap of Michigan, and now is pretty explicitly in the cap of Michigan State. I realize that we're getting very, very into southeastern Michigan recruiting shit right now. But Thomas yeah. Wilcher, Thomas Wilcher is a former Michigan running back who is the head coach at Cast Tech, which is a big school in Michigan. He's now works for Michigan State because Harbaugh um, disrespected him, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean, this is interesting to me. So yeah, well, um, but I'm and from then, southeast Michigan, so 
Right. So, uh, and, and I guess, uh, I, I didn't really get a, a chance because the, uh, the episode, uh, the rapid reaction episode to the, uh, the United States Netherlands game, which is, uh, uploaded by now, by the time you're listening to this, um, my views on that, meh, they were better. Not much you can say about it. <laughs> like, like the, the two, the three goals we let up, two of them were like, oh man, sure would have been cool if you were paying attention. Uh, but but like also like if you watch that game and you're like oh man USA deserved to win well no they were yeah I mean we don't have we don't have a Gakpo or a Memphis up top where it's kind of be like go do your thing no we do not and we don't have a um Virgil Van Dyke in the back um to make things okay Uh, you always want a Memphis on the streets but a Virgil Van Dyke in the sheets yeah basically I don't know um it was fun um I spent a That's lot a of time. In the, yeah, I spent a lot of time like leading up to this. Like, this does feel a little bit like a like a weird denouement um, that that we as a podcast are in right now, where it's like, especially for me, because it is like functionally, it is like my podcast, whatever. But like, I'm a Michigan State fan and a USMNT fan, and like, this is a weird December. Yeah, there's nothing for you to do until January. I mean, strictly speaking, that's not true. Michigan State plays a basketball game in like an hour. It's basketball season for me, but yeah, it's a lot of basketball. Um. Like and and it's I, to watch Red Wings hockey. Probably not. Um, but like I, you know, I don't know. Like it's it's like uh it's weird to like spend the amount of time that we had like leading up to a World Cup that was in a weird time frame. And yeah. now we're like, now it's like, okay, it's what do we what do we do now? Like, do I do I give a shit? Like, do I do I pretend to care about 17-year-olds in both football and football for the next yeah. like Two months. You get to you get to speculate for two years about who the coach is going to be. Uh it's going to be Justin. Who? Uh, the, the head coach. Leads head coach. Uh-huh. Leading American coach right now. Uh, but American. so nice. So I guess Ace is just assuming that Leeds is going to fire him because that's how we get him. I mean, at some point, yes. Um, but uh, I guess uh, I guess like um. As he sort of, uh, yes, Greg Berhalter is not Greg. Ber, uh, so I, I tweeted this out, but if you consider Greg Berhalter as the as a youth coach who like really improved the vibes and everybody loved him and took a team took a core from being twenty to being twenty five, um, you know, over the last four years, like being like average age of twenty one to average age or average age of twenty to average age of twenty four, um. And like shepherded them from not making the World Cup to making the knockout rounds. Like I think he was a very successful coach. He's just like mm-hmm. like it's it's you don't you don't continue with your youth coach, right? Like eventually you get to 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 a senior level or varsity or college or whatever. And, and at that point, the person starts yelling at you and being like, "If you don't do your job, you're going to lose your 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 place." And Berhalter was not about. That. Berhalter was like very no. forgiving of mistakes um, among the young players, among the older players. If they, if they made a mistake, they were gone. But like, he was very, very forgiving of the younger players, like the Gordon Ramsay meme, like, like the way that he treated the the younger players was like, Oh, you sweetheart, you child, you, you lovely, lovely person. And if you were over the age of 24, it was, and you made a mistake, it was like, you fucking donkey. And then <laughs> they never saw you again, except for Tim Ream. Tim Ream was the only one who came back. <laughs> And it was good. Tim Ream was the donkey that could. Yeah. Tim Ream, Tim Ream was the donkey in the Bible that um, talks back to uh, Bilam. 
Uh, dear listener, if you are unaware of the talking donkey in the Bible, um, I would point you to, uh, uh, I don't know what the chapter and verse is, but the Parsha is uh, Balak. So um, check that out. I think it's in, probably in numbers. Probably in numbers. Yeah, it's in numbers. Anyways, um, <laughs> for all of your, uh, for all of your Bible uh questions you probably shouldn't ask me i mean i know the answer usually but like i don't really want that discourse should, on my life should check out our instagram uh yeah right for all okay. for all biblical answers good for a shit, daily for a daily, <laughs> for a daily biblical reference please check the instagram uh yep um next week bible verse of the day bible verse of the day this uh this week's bible verse um i don't know and and lavan chased him out of Haran. Ezekiel 25, 17. Uh, It's a good one. It's a good one. Samuel Jackson's favorite. And Nick Fury's favorite, actually. Um, That's that's canon. That Nick Fury's favorite biblical verse is Ezekiel 25, 17. It's on his tombstone. Uh, You can find my... Is that Mesa's? Not Windu's? I'm not sure that uh, the book of Ezekiel is in Coruscant. Um, it, it might be or something. No, uh, I, that's that's true. That's true. There, it it might be. Uh, I don't know. Um, well, I would argue that because um, the 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 Bible, the Torah, is not um, a, a guidebook; it's a history lesson with rules. Um, it would change from planet to planet. So, like the core of it would remain the, remain the same, but it wouldn't be the stories of Avraham and Yitzhak and Yaakov. It would be. Gorbel de Gook, Gorbel de Gook the second, and Gorbel de Gook the third. Um, Gorbel de Gook, Gorbel de Gook. Right, like great guy. Gorbel de Gook's a great guy. Right, but like, like I, I would, I would argue, like, I, I would argue that as a, like, like as a believer uh, in this faith, like, I think that there, there would be those rules would still be there. It just like would change based on context. So, I'm so like, happy I started this. Yeah, no, no, it's good. <laughs> so, like, for example, like, like everywhere, it's forbidden to bathe a kid in its mother's milk. But it might, might sure. always, it might not always be like a cow. <laughs> like it might be a space cow. Jar Jar. <laughs> Good. Space cow. Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Whatever the space cow is. I mean, we know that there are space a cows in, in, in Star Wars That's because there's blue milk. A Sarlacc? Right? Yeah. Sarlacc? No, Sarlacc would, Sarlacc. Sarlacc would probably be much more akin to like um, uh, uh, the, the Leviathan. Which is referenced yeah. in, okay. in the Bible. Yeah. Um, you can follow my co-host Napoleon <laughs> Grant Rising eighty nine. You can follow Angus at Nerd Angus. You can follow me at Diamonds Esquire um, or TLS TDS. Really, don't talk about the tour hall this often. But uh, if this is what you're into, um, please let me know. And, and the last 10, 10 minutes of every episode will just me be be uh, me riffing. On, on whatever biblical thing is of the week, and then how we can Star Wars, yeah, yeah. how we can tie it back to Star Wars. Uh, I again, like, I it, it's not Star Wars; it's Dune because it, in Dune there are Jews, <laughs> just like straight up Jewish people. Uh, not not there's no difference; they're just straight up Jewish. Um, like names like Rebecca, um, like everybody else has like names like Atreides, and it's like Rebecca Cohen. <laughs> uh, it's great. It wasn't anti-Semitic at all. Um, dear listener, uh, thank you for our sponsors. Uh, probably not after this episode. Uh, the Smith Workforce Management Group, they're considering pulling out. Uh, whoever Blue Hair decides to put in, uh, Paramount Plus, um, 
alcohol of some sort, probably Manischewitz, given everything. Um, Please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local pastor, because apparently they're our target audience. Uh, And obviously, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Podcast Network.